Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Rams fans, this is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, uh, we are who we thought we were, plus a bit of a shakeup in the NFC West standings, but moves are being made to counter that. And later, a showdown at the Frozen Tundra. We preview Rams at Packers. Before we hop into the action here, did you just want to uh, give you a reminder on social media, I, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. You like to follow along with the show. Uh, also, if you would like to score yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt, well, good news. You can find those at ramshowcase.com. Just click on that merch tab at the top, and it'll guide you right there. There is uh, two different styles and three different colors right now. We'll see what what happens in the future, of course, as, uh, of course, uh, we would like to continue to add to that. A little bit of a peek into tonight. Of course, uh, we will be previewing the Rams and the Packers, our final game before uh, the L.A. Rams hit the bye week. And then, of course, uh, get a couple more division opponents after that. We'll have a little brief uh, conversation with my buddy Jackson, who is a massive Packers fan. He is the uh, the, the fan that I went to, to Lambeau with last year to catch the, the Rams and Packers Monday Night Football in December. It was absolutely awesome. So we'll get a brief chat with him, get his perspective on this game and uh, the Packers and uh, what their season's kind of looking like. Uh, but of course, uh, that will come a little bit later. And also Fan Casos, of course, on the back end. But uh, first, I wanted to, uh, of course, uh, address the fact that uh, the, the trade deadline came and went and no moves by the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, I think it just kind of tells us that uh, the, this Rams team is not in an all-in season. And I don't know if we thought that they were or were expecting them to maybe maybe be become an all-in season uh, in this situation here, especially in the week NFC. The division looks a little sloppy right now. Uh, but, of course, the Rams did just stick it with where they are at. And not every season can be an all-in season, and that's okay. We kind of knew what we were getting into with this season. Uh, would it have been nice to get uh, some some help for Aaron Donald on the pass rush? Absolutely. But also... Pass rush the last few weeks or so has actually been pretty solid, so that's pretty cool stuff. We also did not ship anybody off, which is interesting. Um, not that I really thought that the Rams would be sellers, and I hate this whole this whole uh, like buyers and sellers thing because I I know that the NFL is a little bit more uh, apt to trading. Uh, uh, I guess in the, in recent seasons, uh, but it is still not nearly to the level of like NHL, NBA, even MLB of uh, movers and shakers of people being like, you know what, we're not in it this year. Let's go ahead and just get rid of all of our players because an NFL team is not built year to year like a lot of those other leagues are. Uh, their teams are very much like, and obviously there is year to year building or or like you're trying to, to build for something in the future. Uh, but a lot of it is year by year. And it's like, hey, can we go win it this year? Let's go for it. If we can't win it this year, let's just go ahead and sell off and uh, let's see what we can build for next year. And that is fine for most franchises. Uh, but of course, the NFL is just not really like that. Uh, continuity is so big in this league, and also we get so few games. I mean, you look at baseball, who has four hundred thousand games a year, and then uh, like in NHL, uh, I don't really start watching hockey till like February, and then 
uh, NBA, which I, I don't really get into, but I know they have a bunch of games as well. So NFL with 17, I mean, continuity is massive. And if you take those other leagues and give them 17 game regular seasons, you're going to see a lot different uh, d- different atmospheres in, in those situations as well. So uh, the NFL uh, and, and the Rams specifically, obviously not selling. Uh, I, and again, I just I don't really love that term uh, in this uh, sense, in this setting, simply because we kind of knew that the Rams were not building for this year. We are building for a couple years out from now, maybe next year, maybe it's the year after that. But we got our, our eyes set on some other stuff. So to get rid of assets right now, I just don't think it really plays into uh, what we're doing. We also don't have any extra people, quote unquote, as uh, like just like be people who should be contributing, but they just can't find themselves onto the field because of who's above them on the depth chart or anything like that. We're not really seeing that right now, although I do still completely stand by my comments on potentially trading Joseph Noteboom. Uh, I still think that that would have made perfect sense, especially with the emergence of Kevin Dotson, especially if the Rams can extend him and get him under contract long term. Uh, but of course, we then needed Noteboom uh, for Havenstein at right tackle this last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so he is being used and his presence is definitely necessary. Uh, but also, I just didn't expect the uh, I don't know if I expected the Rams to trade Noteboom. I just wouldn't have been stunned if that makes any sense. And I think I only would have understood this move if the Rams actually would have filled a need with it, not just like add one or two draft picks. I don't think that that was going to be the move for Noteboom. It would have been, in my mind, a situation where you kind of package in something for an edge rusher, a Brian Burns, a Chase Young, uh, and, and kind of try to work it that way, which obviously we did not do, but that's totally fine. You know what? I'm still uh, kind of locked in on on this season being a eat cap space and develop your youth season. And I think that the Rams not making any moves in this uh, at this trade deadline is exactly that. And it's exactly what they told us uh, with those with the lack of moves there. Is it like, you know what? We're, we got our guys. Let's just keep this season rolling and let's see what we got uh, with who we have in-house right now. And that makes total sense. And and again, I kind of talked about this on Ram Showcase Live, live streaming every Monday on YouTube and Facebook. Heads up, that will continue now to be post uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, as now I do have some other obligations on my Mondays. Uh, so those are going to have to be pushed a little bit later in the evening, uh, which I know some people are a big fan of, some people are not. But uh, hey, it's, it's what we got to do. All right, so it's going to be okay. But I talked about it there that... Uh, we knew this season was a develop our youth and eat dead cap season. And then the Rams beat the Seahawks really bad in week one. And then, of course, kind of shifted everybody's mindset a little bit like, hey, is this team actually better than we thought? And then you have a seven point game, a seven point loss against the, the 49ers the following week. And then you have that game against the Indian or excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals. It was really tight game in there uh, and, and, and felt still confident that this team was going to be able to to get some get, to do some damage and then you have that game against the Colts or Rams win you go you play the crap out of the Philadelphia Eagles you obviously just destroy the Arizona Cardinals like everybody does you have a tight game against Pittsburgh and all this stuff and it kind of just felt like the season was in a situation where like it's like okay this Rams team is better than maybe we thought they were going to be but maybe they're just not as good as we maybe hoped that they could have been based on week one beating the butt cheeks off the Seattle Seahawks. And that's just not how it happened. And I think that this week, this this game against the Dallas Cowboys kind of relieved some stress from myself. And I know that that might be a weird comment to hear, but 
again, I mean, playing so well against so many good teams had me kind of thinking like, okay, like what's, what's going on with this team? Can this be a wild card team and maybe make a run? And then this Dallas game happened where it got away from the Rams so quick. And then it kind of like hit me all at once of like, oh yeah, this team is extremely young, was not able to stop the bleeding in time. And let's be real here, losing by, th- by 23 points in that game. That's, that feels a little bit like a win considering that stretch that the Rams had there where it just kind of fell apart on us. And, the, and then they go up, it was what, 33-3. to three. And to, to make that a 23-point game, I, I don't think that that's as bad as it's getting credit for. And so uh, there was some fight there, which I like to see, but there's also a lack of effort in certain areas that you don't like to see, of course. But uh, this is kind of what like where my brain is at after the Dallas Cowboys game is like, now we can kind of take a breath and be like, okay, we knew what we were getting into. We knew that this was going to be a develop your youth season and eat dead cap. Let's just continue to do that, get through this year, and then let's hit this cap space that we got uh, going into the off season, and let's see what happens in the 2024 season. And I think that that's a perfect outlook to have on this season. And I got to say, like losing these games does not like hurt my feelings, uh, mainly because I mean I don't impact it and <laughs> and. If, if I could help, I would, but I can't. And no matter how many times I try to apply, they don't call me back. They don't want me to call plays. I don't know what to tell you. I keep trying, all right? I'm doing my best out here, but either way, they don't let me do it. And that's kind of the whole point is like, I'm still having a blast this season. I'm loving like watching these guys kind of grow up a little bit. You see like Byron Young, Puka Nakua, Steve Avila, these guys kind of grow and, and become better football players as the season goes on. So I'm still having an absolute blast with this for sure. And I kind of just say that to to impart that uh, hopefully on to you a little bit where maybe you can have some just a, a little bit of a less stressed out viewing experience for the rest of the season. Like I'm kind of going to kind of take into uh, the rest of the season. Let's just watch it unfold, man. We don't got to know what's going to happen. We don't have to be the best team every single year. Let's just watch what happens, man. Let's just enjoy watching these L.A. Rams. It's fun stuff, right? It's still super fun to watch this team play football, even if at the end of the game, the other team has more points. I'm still having an absolute blast myself. Some transactions uh, that happened this week. Uh, so we do know that quarterback Matthew Stafford is day-to-day with his thumb injury. No word on whether or not he will play in Green Bay. Sounds like that's going to be a game-time decision. If I had to guess, if this is purely a guess, I'm going to say he doesn't play simply because cold-weather games, Green Bay, November, Rams have a bye week after. Let's just go ahead and make sure that, that thumb's good to go for the rest of the season. Uh, but uh, if you if if I'm voting, if if they call me and ask, which they're not going to do, uh, I'm going Matthew Stafford all day. I think a 60 percent Matthew Stafford is better than a 100 percent Brett Rippon. And I think that we saw some flashes of that. And I know there was his first game action of the season, uh, but he was missing plays that even a very beat up in in hurt <laughs> Matthew Stafford nails. So obviously, I think that even no matter what the situation is, I think that Matthew Stafford does give the Rams the best chance to win. Uh, but Dresser Wynn being added to the practice squad, uh, if Matthew Stafford cannot go, I would expect a move that Dresser Wynn would, of course, be added to the active roster or at least be elevated for this game. So if we do get the notification that Dresser Wynn is being elevated, I would point that uh, that that definitely steers the it, it teeters it a little bit more, uh, a lot more, I would say, uh, to Matthew Stafford not participating in this game. But we also did get the notification that uh, running back Daryl Henderson officially back onto the active roster. So he is here now full-time, no longer being elevated every week. He is just back in action. Some standings for you before we uh, move on to the game preview here. 
And I, I got to apologize to my friend Jackson here. I've eaten a lot of time. And, uh, well, I can only go for one hour. So uh, whatever I have to, to edit out of our conversation, which ended up being well, it was 47 minutes of a, of a conversation, uh, it might be down to like three. <laughs> so my bad, Jackson. But uh, either way, uh, we got to talk about the L.A. Rams. Uh, but uh, standings. So uh, Seattle Seahawks, brand new to uh, number, number one in the NFC West with a 5-2 and two record. They have that win over the Cleveland Browns last week. They go to Baltimore this week. San Francisco 49ers lost to the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, are in a bye week this week and did add uh, edge rusher Chase Young from the Washington Commanders via trade for a third-round pick, which I know doesn't make a lot of Rams fans happy, but that's going to be okay. Rams sitting in third place with a 3-5 and five record coming off that loss to the Dallas Cowboys and this week at the Green Bay Packers. And the Arizona Cardinals rounding out last place in the NFC West. Uh, they're coming off of a loss to the Baltimore Ravens, a closer game. Then I think uh, we all expected, uh, but they did lose it still. And uh, now they are at the Cleveland Browns. So no home teams for the NFC West uh, this week. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals also trading quarterback Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings. And it'll be either Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray back in action. That uh, little guy, he's, uh, he's apparently feeling healthy enough to play now. And uh, they said he was fully healthy last week and then didn't play him, which is, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I mean... I could get into some stuff here on uh, on that of like if if you have a, a player who's fully healthy and he's like your franchise quarterback, you play him. You play him 100% of the time, okay? Even if he's just mostly healthy and he's your franchise quarterback, you play that guy. That's how this works, all right? So the fact that uh, they said that he was fully healthy and then still kept him out, I think is rather telling on uh, Kyler Murray's future in Arizona. And I do think that that is coming to an end so uh, another reminder, RamShowcase.com, that's where you can snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts and uh, also keep up with the podcast and uh, the video preview that is posted to YouTube, of course. Ram Showcase Live, that happens every Monday night Ram Show, uh, on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, as well as the YouTube channel. You can check it out there. We are about to get into the game preview. On the other side of that, we'll dive into our fan quesos. And if you would like to participate in the fan quesos, get your question answered by me right here on Ram Showcase. Uh, you can send those on socials uh, anytime, uh, or I make a post on uh, my personal Facebook page and uh, as well as the YouTube channel uh, under the community tab there, so you can ask your questions right there. I know Payo and uh, Rams House tend to light that up uh, as far as uh, where their choice of uh, where they drop their quesos at, and they always bring the fire. So if you're, uh, you're going to hop in with them as well, uh, you got to bring it too, all right? I don't make the rules. I do make the rules, actually, and I say... Uh, the next rule that I'm going to instill is that uh, after this quick break, we will get into the Rams at the Packers Week 9 NFL action. we got your full game preview. That's next right here at Ram Showcase. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Your Los Angeles Rams on the road to take on the Green Bay Packers. Rams sitting at 3-5, and five, the Green Bay Packers with a 2-5 and five record. So just five wins between these two teams heading into Week 9. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, kicking off on Fox from Lambeau Field on a Sunday, November 5th. 
We get Adam Amin and Daryl Johnston uh, in the booth, and Pam Oliver will be on the sideline. The Rams again in the red zones this week, and uh, again, a pretty solid area for the Rams. This is what happens when uh, you might be below 500 or you're playing uh, very popular teams in the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers, respectively. Uh, so that does help get a large area, but uh, in the red zone. And these maps, by the way, are always subject to change. Um, and sometimes they do have some, uh, some, some differences by the time we actually get to Sunday. So uh, I, if there are any updates, I try to keep up with them uh, and try to, try to keep my eyeballs on uh, any adjustments potentially being made on those. Uh, but uh, that is, for the most part, pretty standard on what you can expect. Usually it's only one or two counties that are, uh, that are changing their picks here. Speaking of picks, it is time for Pants Picks. And uh, last week, absolutely nailed it, which is, uh got me feeling pretty good. Rams House is absolutely on fire. Pay up, taking a little bit of a step back this uh, this week and uh, falling down to uh, last place. But I, also, I actually don't have uh, Payo's picks to tell you, but of course, he always gets them in before uh, the official announcement happens. So, uh, of course, I'll, I'll, I'll know what he picked. Uh, but if you would like to participate in this chaos as well, drop your pants picks below. And we know that the Rams will be in the white jerseys. We just don't know what color pants the Rams will be in. But my pick, as well as Rams House, we are going with the royal pants in this one. That's why we got the, the royal over here uh, onto, onto this bad boy. But we could we could see uh, the soul. So uh, you never know. But uh, I'm going to lock in my pick here. And it is the royal. Uh, so, of course... Uh, I just, I've, it feels like the Rams would, would do that uh, simply because like last week you could go against the Cowboys, which is like a silver and blue situation. So going with the soul pants makes total sense in here. I'm just going to say that uh, that's why I think that we go the Royal pants is because, well, the Packers don't use Royal, but drop your predictions uh, in the comment section below uh, so you can participate in this chaos that we call pants picks. <laughs> Fun stuff. So what we are looking at uh, for this game, of course, is uh, two teams actually in a pretty similar situation here. So uh, it's it's not exactly selling the farm and starting from scratch, but definitely more eyeballs on the next few seasons than maybe this year's playoff run for both teams. The entire vibe with both of these teams right now is almost identical outside of the quarterback spot where the Rams have, they know, they, they've got a champion in that role, a literal champion. He's won a Super Bowl before, uh, but he is, of course, getting older. So we don't know how, exactly how much longer we'll have Matthew Stafford or how healthy he can be if he does continue to play. And on the Packers' side, they're still trying to find out if love is somebody that they can continue to build around. All indications right now say that maybe not, but also, I mean, he's only started, what, seven games or I guess eight if you go back to last year, maybe it's nine. Um, but it's it's a very limited number of games that he started in so far, so it's hard to say that he's not the guy, but I got to say also, usually by this time of your career, you can kind of tell if he's got it, and it's just like a, maybe the team's not there, uh, and it does kind of start, it's starting to feel like maybe Jordan Love is just not that guy. The Packers may not have gotten lucky on going far to Rodgers to Love and just back-to-back-to-back to back to back killing it on future Hall of Fame talent there. It does seem like love is going to break that. I don't know if you can call it a streak if you just go one guy to one guy, but uh, either way, it does look like love at this time is not going to be uh, that guy that's potential Hall of Famer, all that stuff, Super Bowl champion, whatever. Um, so uh, this is, though, uh, a good situation where the Packers now have to kind of evaluate that for the rest of the year. Being at two and five, the Packers, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, right? And so you kind of are in a situation now where you've got a bunch of young guys out there. And so do the Rams. Like it's kind of that's that's part of the similarities there. 
But now you really get to see like the rest of the season. Like, all right, Jordan, like we're not going to make no pressure, dude. Just go out and play football. And if he still is not being able to put it together, then then maybe at the end of this season is really when you got to start taking a, a little bit of a peek and be like, all right, what do we do here? What's the move here? So, and then of course you got the the LA Rams with Matthew Stafford. Is this going to be the offseason where we try to replace him or we try to not replace him right away, but like maybe get that next guy in the wings here and and kind of let him sit there maybe for a season, maybe two under Matthew Stafford before he takes over? Um, and, and how wild would that be if that just became Jordan Love? I wouldn't want that to happen based on what we've seen from Jordan Love this year. And I'm not trying to just trash the dude. I'm sure he's a great guy, but as far as when it comes to uh, leading your football team, he's just not the guy that I would want out there myself. But uh, he's, of course, gaining valuable experience this year. Just kind of the same kind of comments that I have on a lot of the Rams roster right now is that even if it's not looking great right now, it's incredible experience. And uh, by the end of this year, we should have a good feel on who the, the, the Rams should be keeping around and building around or who maybe just doesn't make the cut next year and is uh, looking for a new football team this offseason. And I think a Jordan Love is, uh, he would be in that conversation if he was on our side. And I think he is necessary, uh, like he is in that conversation on uh, their side there. So uh, we have the matchup in this game with a Rams offense going against the Packers defense. So the Rams still boasting a top 10 offense, uh, ranking ninth in the league right now, going against the 22nd ranked Packers defense in total yards. Passing the Rock, uh, the Rams are 8th in the league going against the 11th ranked pass defense out of the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about the shift there here shortly. Running the football, the Rams still sitting uh, in the bottom half at 17th in the league going against the 26th ranked run defense. And uh, points being put up, the Rams just barely under 22 a game. That is tied for 14th. And the Packers giving up just over 22 a game. That is 20th in the NFL. So, the Rams have a really, really good opportunity right now in this game specifically to play the exact game plan that we kind of need to play in this game, considering the injury to Matthew Stafford, considering that Brett Rippon might, if, if he, even if he doesn't start, he might really have to, to take some of the reins in this one. So that kind of plays in perfectly to Daryl Henderson's officially on the roster now. Royce Freeman's been running really hard. And I mean, hopefully Zach Evans can kind of start getting some playing time. I would like to see him a little bit more out there, uh, but it's kind of a perfect situation to just let that kind of be the thing. This is the 11th ranked pass defense in the league, 26th ranked run defense in the league. So this is the perfect opportunity. It's kind of similar out to when we were going in into the game against the Cincinnati Bengals, how it just, it felt like that's like, that needs to be the game plan. Well, now all indications say that that needs to be the game plan. It's does it's November at Lambeau field. And our quarterback is a little bit beat up. This is the perfect situation. Let's just do that. Let's run the football in this game. So it is the perfect situation. Like I said, Matthew Stafford's availability, definitely up in the air. So we should be running the rock a lot in this game against the 26th ranked run defense. But McVay, he's still McVay. And if he's going to still be McVay, uh, we could see the air attack be a pretty major part of the game plan, which in today's NFL is obvious. Um, but uh, it seems like the, the Rams specifically go for it a little bit harder than that, uh, than just the averages. And um, and I, I got to say this too, is uh, is that uh, Rasul Douglas trade to the Buffalo Bills going to entice uh, Sean McVay to maybe throw the rock a little bit more as there is, co- of course, going to be a bit of a depth chart shakeup now with Rasul Douglas out. I, I got to say this, I like Rasul Douglas a lot. I realize that Jair Alexander is extremely talented. 
Uh, but Rasul Douglas, that dude shows a lot of promise. And I got to say, not sad that we're not going against him this week. And Pukunakua is in a really good spot to have a big day. Uh, Sands, Douglas in that Packers secondary. And uh, the Packers defense, it really just isn't that bad, but it seems to be uh, stricken with that uh, Raheem Morris syndrome sometimes where, uh, well, the corner's playing very off in short-to-go situations, which actually plays absolutely flawless into the Rams' game plan. We love to do those quick little little uh, routes with Puka and Tutu and Cup and even Higby in there. So if we can see some situations where they're playing off, then we should be able to eat up uh, underneath uh, much like teams do to us, it would be really cool to see it on the other end of us do that to them. Uh, so we'll see what kind of happens as far as that goes. But jo- it's Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator out there in Green Bay, former Rams linebackers coach. So maybe this is also a little bit where he's got that experience, uh, you know, being in training camp and all that stuff with Sean McVay. So maybe we see some wrinkles out of that Joe Barry defense that we haven't really seen much of this season. Uh, but also, I mean, that's that's an apple picked right off that Raheem Morris tree. So maybe there's a little bit more too that Raheem Morris or uh, excuse me, uh, McVay does kind of have some knowledge on what Joe Barry will probably be trying to take away from him. So the game plan could really play into our favor there. And especially coming off this last week where the game plan kind of just fell apart on us real fast and hard. And then you get like the blocked pump for a safety and just all this stuff. Just It went really poorly, really, really fast. And so I'm hoping to see a little bit more of a, just a settled down team kind of start it down and just, I would like to start with the, with the football. Uh, We, we do that a lot where we defer and I would just really like to see this offense kind of get out. If we can get up on a team, especially like the Packers at Lambeau field in November, we can put three or seven on the, on the, on those, on the board to start the game before they even touch the ball. I think that puts Jordan love in a, in a, bit of a predicament of like trying to play catch up the rest of the game. So that's what I, something I would like to see if the Rams, of course, do win the, uh, the toss, but that's getting into some, some, some weed stuff that uh, like that's getting into the weeds so much that like it's, those are what ifs and we don't need to really dive into that. We'll just talk about what, what we know is, you know, likely to happen, but uh, to win coin tosses and stuff like that's obviously a ma- massive toss up here, but you're three to see on the Rams offensive side. We're going to go with the running backs here. Uh, for starters. So Stafford banged up, may or may not play. Either way, the ground game should be the focus this week for the Rams. And uh, any and all running backs need to find a good rhythm uh, to just keep those chains moving. Keep the chains moving. Get to third short, convert. Third short, convert. If the, if the Rams can do that to this Green Bay Packers team, which ranks in the 20s on almost everything offense and defense, except for pass defense, and just traded one of their starting corners, uh, this should be exactly how you go go into this game you just do that over and over and over again and by the end of the game you're probably winning by like 11 right like that's ideally and realistically that is exactly what the rams could do in this game if the game plans kind of work out that way but of course hey they get paid too so there's that part of it next in the three to see is going to be puka nakua as uh, nakua he's in a very good spot this week with uh jaw money likely obviously taking cup for a good chunk of the day will probably be lined up against Puka at some points, but I'm imagining that uh, the Green Bay Packers defense, Joe Barry and company, they're going to want to put Ja Money on Cooper Cup, which is absolutely reasonable. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You're going to want to have one of the best cornerbacks covering him for a good chunk of the day. But Puka Nakua should be able to get after it in this game uh, with some of that attention being shifted away from, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, with uh, the, the, the lack of, 
the changes at the other at the other outside spot. My brain is trying to jump ahead in my notes here, and it's not working out. So we're just gonna stay locked in right here, all right? Uh, and uh, next in the three to see on the Rams offense is uh, gonna be Tutu Atwell, who I do think is another beneficiary of that job money and cup uh, matchup. Uh, but ultimately, the the Packers in their depth shift. I think it, the the reason that Tutu sticks out to me in this game is I think that this is a perfect situation, a perfect game for Tutu Atwell to get more involved in the run game. I think that we should hopefully see some more jet sweeps. We finally got to see one against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the first of the year, I think. Uh, so we got to see that. And I do anticipate that maybe we'll we'll see Tutu Atwell, uh, you know, carrying out of the backfield. I think that we will see more carries from Tutu Atwell than what you would in a normal week. Um, so just, and it's just because of the matchup. It, it looks like the Rams should be able to run the football against the, the Green Bay Packers. Tutu's obviously got wheels for days. He's got mad speed and it's just a perfect situation. So let's kind of use those matchups for the, the positive outcomes, obviously. And uh, let's flip over to the other side here. We have the Packers offense versus the Rams defense. Packers offense is 26th in the league in total yards. Rams defense floating near the middle of the road right now at 14th. That is down from previous weeks. Packers offense is uh, throwing for under 200 a game. That is 21st in the league. Rams defense is 13th in the league, just under 220, giving up a game. And Packers running the football. Uh, surprise, surprise. They are actually worse than the Rams at 88.4. That is 25th in the league, which surprises me considering uh, the talent that they have at that spot. And the Rams defense is 20th against the run, giving up a little over 115 a game. Points being scored. Packers putting up an even 20. That is 21st in the NFL. And Rams defense giving up 23. That is also 21st in the NFL. Rams defense definitely has a great matchup in this one uh, to kind of try to get those rankings back up to where they've been. We've seen this team be a, a top 10 defense for a good chunk of the season. And it seems like last week, the way that uh, the Cowboys game went, the way that the Pittsburgh game went, even, well, I guess Pittsburgh, the I mean, Rams outgained them and uh, they out everything to them. But uh, there has just been some games where it seems like it just kind of like the other teams kind of stacking some yards on this team. And it's kind of it's interesting to see because it does feel like at the beginning of the season, the Rams secondary was just straight up locked down like Akello wasn't giving up anything. You were better off throwing it into the stands than trying Akello. Literally QBRs were higher or like your QBR would have been higher if you had incomplete passes on every throw than if you tried Akello Witherspoon, which was crazy. But it seemed like the pass rush wasn't getting home. Now it's the opposite. Pass rush is getting home. Michael Hoyt's getting in there. Uh, we see Aaron Donald obviously getting in there. Kobe Turner's getting in there uh, pretty good. Byron Young continues to get better. Uh, and now the secondary, it seems like if no one gets to the quarterback, then there's a wide receiver just wide open for some reason. So uh, it does seem like a, a little bit of a switch there. And I got to say, when uh, the secondary is on and the pass first was struggling, this defense did, was uh, looking like they were playing a lot better. So there's that part of it all. But of course, um, there's a poor offense in Green Bay right now. Um, I simply put, I'm not trying to trash them. I'm not trying to talk trash or anything like that, but it's just not a very good offense. It's Jordan Love being young and making some weird mistakes here and there. He kind of looks a little sloppy uh, sometimes. I don't, the, the, and I'm not an analyst. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some kind of uh, quarterback genius or anything like that, but the eyeball test tells me that when he's at the back of his drop, that's when he's at his worst as far as like his speed goes. Like, 
he hits that back step and it just it feels so sluggish for him to get uh, that motion moving so that could be uh, an opportunity for the Rams to get after him and maybe for some fumbles something like that but getting after that uh, that that arm when he's rearing back for it you absolutely have an opportunity to get after that football with Jordan Love because it's just such a slow motion and uh, maybe I'm missing something there and maybe there's a, there's more to it than that I'm sure there is but from what my eyeballs are telling me, that's a, a spot that the Rams could take advantage. Jordan Love, he's slowly finding his footing as a starter in the NFL, but AD's coming after him, Byron Young's coming after him, Michael Hoyt has, I think, I, I, I'm trying to remember how many sacks he's had in these last few weeks. It's He's getting there for sure, um, but it's also a pretty shaky offensive line for the Packers. So uh, the Packers fans really should be nervous about that matchup, about the Rams offensive line, or the excuse me, the Packers offensive line, trying to block the Rams front. That is a problematic uh, matchup for the Green Bay Packers. Some conversations uh, say that Love could be benched. I don't see that at all. I don't see it happening simply because why would you take your young quarterback who's starting for the first time, uh, like entered the season as your starter for the first time in his career, and then you're just going to absolutely slam all all of his confidence straight into the ground. That seems like such a bad move. But also, on the flip side of that, I mean, the way that he's playing, the way that offense is playing, the way that his wide receivers are dropping passes like crazy, that's also got to be hit, taking a hit to his confidence too. So, I mean, maybe uh, maybe LaFleur out there uh, will have some decisions to make. I'm sure he does. And uh, in the Rams secondary, it's been very hit or miss. Uh, some days it's on, some days it's not. And like I said, early season felt like secondary was incredible. And right now, it does seem like the secondary is giving up a lot more. And I got to say, Darian Kendrick, like it seems like ever since his incident, he's been a lot uh, less intense um, in some regards because he's talking a lot of trash, but it just seems like he's just not in the right spots a lot right now. So I'd like to see that turn around. Obviously, I want him to do well. Um, but uh, ever since that, it does seem like he's just a little bit just not as as in um, as we've kind of seen him uh, early in the season. And I know most fans are super down on Darian Kendrick. And I don't know if that's why I am kind of like defending him so much, but I like Darian Kendrick and I I hope that he can kind of turn this around and kind of shed that a little bit because he is going through a little bit of a rough stretch, but I I think that he's got all the talent uh, to, to do it. So that's what I would like to see. Um, And uh, like I said, all major categories uh, for the Rams or excuse me for the Packers ranking in the twenties. This is perfect opportunity for the Rams defense to, to stop that bleeding a little bit and kind of crawl back up in uh, to, into higher rankings and also help this team get a W, get back into that win column. And uh, yeah, it's like it's the wild card here is, is Lambeau field. I mean, who knows uh, with that place Uh, it's, it's November, but at least it's not a night game. I can confirm that last year it was super chilly. (laughs) But uh, I mean, it was an absolute blast. But it, well, yeah, it was it was cold for sure. Three to see on the Rams defense. We're gonna start with Darian Kendrick. Uh, ever since Kendrick's incident, like I said, uh, he's been pretty spotty. But going against young wide receivers in Green Bay like Dobbs and Watson could help him gain some uh some of that confidence back as the Rams head into the bye week. Aaron Donald up next, and uh, if Aaron Donald does Aaron Donald things, the Rams win this football game. I don't think the the Packers offensive line is equipped to block Aaron Donald. Unless they're using like two or three dudes, which is, I mean, what you should do anyway. But uh, then uh, the way that Michael Hoyt's been kind of coming on these last few weeks, Byron Young gets better every single week. Kobe Turner's doing an awesome job. So I think that if you kind of go after Aaron Donald with this Packers offensive line with like two or three dudes, 
somebody else should be able to get back there. But Jordan Love, also mobile. So that is something you got to consider. And last, I'm going to go with Byron Young here. Seems to be a little bit more comfortable every single week, and it's showing how he is attacking the quarterback. The Week 18 Byron Young and the Week 1 Byron Young will effectively be in an entirely different human and in a good way. And it's yet another opportunity for Young to take uh, his next step in his career uh, in a very historic environment and an environment that, I mean, he may have seen in college. I'm sure he did. I don't, I don't know his, his game by game in college, uh, but this is going to be the first like real cold weather NFL game for all of these rookies, including Byron Young, of course. Uh, so that's something we're keeping an eye on. Let's take a look at some milestones here. Uh, so Matthew Stafford, he does need 2,871 yards to reach 10th all-time in league history, passing Eli Manning. So he is closing in on it, but uh, we'll see what happens there. He needs 26 passing touchdowns to reach 10th all-time in league history as well. So he's definitely creeping up on that. Needs 197 passing yards to pass Matt Ryan for most passing yards in your first 200 regular season games. So 197. Definitely alert on Matthew Stafford there. If he does play in this game, that is something that we should see him hit, is 197. Tyler Higby needs 30, uh, 36 receptions to pass Robert Woods for 8th most in franchise history and 2 touchdowns to reach the top 10 in that category in franchise history. Cooper Cup, 65 receptions out from passing Henry Ellard for 3rd most in Rams history and 2 touchdowns from passing Ellard for 4th fourth, fourth most in franchise history. So he's creeping up on that as well. And Aaron Donald officially broke into the top 30 of the uh, league history in sacks and uh, is six and a half out from moving into the top 25. So he reached the top 30. There is a little bit of a bunch there. And uh, then uh, six and a half, he could be into that conversation there. History of this matchup, the Packers do lead the all-time series 49-47-2, and two, making this the 99th all-time meeting. Packers have won three straight and eight of the last nine against the Rams with the Rams most recent win coming on October 28th of 2018. That was a 29 to 27 win for the Rams at the LA Coliseum. First ever game between these two came on October 17th of 1937. That was Green Bay at Cleveland. Packers did win that one 35 to 10. And if we're looking at Rams playing at the Green Bay Packers, Packers do lead that all-time series 32 and 19 with games dating all the way back to East High School, which uh, me and my buddy Jackson were actually able to visit last year thanks to our incredible Uber driver named Oni. He was super cool. And uh, yeah, we got to uh, check out where uh, these games ha have taken place before. I Like, I remember we kind of got out of the car there and kind of just were looking at it. And my brain immediately goes to like, oh my God, the Cleveland Rams have played on this field right here. And it was just super cool. So just wanted to share that. Uh, some connections for you in this one. So former Rams who are now on the Packers. We have long snapper Matthew Orzek. He played for the Rams in 21-22 as a Super Bowl ring with the LA Rams. Head coach Matt LaFleur. He was uh, offensive coordinator for the Rams in 2017 and is also, of course, Mike's older brother. Uh, Rams offensive coordinator and uh, the running back coach Ben Sermons. Uh, he was uh, with uh, the Rams in 20. Oh, I wrote that number way wrong, and I don't know what that actually is. Let me uh, let me take a peek here. Actually, I'll, I'll get this correct for you. I don't want to. I don't want to just do that to you here. So uh, it was uh, 2012 to 2015 that uh, Ben Sermons was uh, in uh, participant with the Rams, and of course, defensive coordinator Joe Barry 2017 to 2020 as a linebacker coach for the Rams and former Packers who are now on the Rams is 
Well, well, defensive backs coach Aubrey Pleasant, who was there out in uh, 2022. Pumped to have Aubrey Pleasant back. It didn't work out for him there, uh, but I think he's an absolutely unbelievable coach, and I'm absolutely stoked to have him back. If Raheem Morris gets a job somewhere else, I absolutely want Raheem Morris, or excuse me, uh, Aubrey Pleasant to get promoted into that role. And uh, let's dive into a few connections here. So Aubrey Pleasant, he did coach uh, corner uh, cornerback Corey Ballantyne in Detroit. That happened in 2021. Offensive lineman Coleman Shelton and offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, they coached, uh, they, they were together in uh, San Francisco with Packers offensive coordinator uh, Adam Stenovich, which I believe is an itch at the end of that, not an ick. We'll confirm that. I'm sure my buddy Jackson will text me and tell me. Uh, Mike LaFleur and Raheem Morris coached in Atlanta with Matt LaFleur, so that's pretty cool stuff. And uh, some college connections. Ernest Jones and Keir Thomas played at Carolina with Kingsley Eneg- Enigbare, is what I'm going to guess that is, and, uh, and uh, Keyshawn Nixon in uh, 2018. They were all there. Russ Yeast and Jair Alexander played in the secondary together at Louisville in 2017. Hunter Long, Rams tight end, played at Boston College with running back A.J. Dillon and linebacker Isaiah McDuffie of the Packers. Uh, Darian Kendrick, Stetson Bennett, and Warren McClendon played at Georgia, and that was alongside uh, linebacker Quay Walker, defensive end Devontae Wyatt, cornerback Eric Stokes, and defensive quality control coach Wendell Davis. Those were not all at the same time. Not all of those players played together. But uh, there was a bit of a mix there to get into all the dates and stuff like that. Felt very mundane, so I didn't want to give it give uh, that much detail on it. And then uh, Ronnie Rivers, running back for the Rams, played at Fresno with uh, outside linebacker Aaron Mosby of the Green Bay Packers. So uh, we have a little bit of time here to dive into my conversation with my buddy Jackson, who is a massive Packers fan. He is actually an owner of the Packers. He's one of those. And, uh, oh, he'll let you know. He'll, he will absolutely let you know about that. Uh, but, of course, we'll get into that conversation just a, a few minutes of, uh, of our chat. And uh, from the Packers' perspective, what uh, we could maybe expect from this game. That is going to, unfortunately, be audio only. Um, I hate to kind of break this to even him on uh, the video version of this. Uh, but uh, the files were corrupted, so I don't actually don't have any footage of it. Uh, but I do have the audio still, so that's good news. Uh, so we'll cut that down and put that into the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to check it out there, uh, about 41 minutes in is where you can uh, dive into that. And then uh, on the other side of that as well, we will dive into fan quesos. So here is uh, me and my buddy Jackson uh, talking Rams Packers week nine. The Rams heading to Lambeau Field uh, once again, which feels like we do that all the time. But, uh, well, that does mean that uh, we're bringing back Jackson, the homie, this weekend. Lambeau Field, what are we looking at? A high of like 45 and a little bit of a chance of some, some, some snow 40% rain. 40% chance of snow. Uh, so so it'll be not as cold as last year because yeah. last year was what a high of it was a high of 15. Yeah, I, was, I think the high of that day was like 21, Ish. 22, but it was yeah. it was dark by the time kickoff. Totally. Yeah, it got really chilly last night. So in this game specific, is there any part of the like the Packers team that maybe you think is an underrated spot? And not necessarily in a spot where like that's going to be like, oh man, this is going to be awesome or whatever. But like just maybe something that Rams fans aren't thinking of going into a game against the Packers this year. For the first time in probably the last two or three years, I think that our special teams is something that I don't necessarily have to worry about. What part of your the Packers offense concerns you going into a game against the the Rams defense our offensive line of course I mean Josh Myers just our center 
just completely forgets how to play football as soon as he snaps. That's like, terrible. He snaps the ball and then he panics. So Aaron Donald line up over the center could be bad news it bears. It could be very bad news bears. So obviously the offensive line is a concern. I will say from the Rams' perspective there, and that is like Aaron Donald, obviously, we know what Aaron Donald is. Byron Young on the edge is the one to worry about. But Michael Hoyt, he has had three sacks in the last two weeks. So he is kind of like rising up a little. So, and then uh, let's uh, let's flip over to the the Packers defense here. Mm-hmm. Is there any part of the Packers defense that concerns you going into this game against the Rams? Jair Alexander has not been the same since he injured his back. Like, I mean, it's most of your body. Yeah. You ever hurt your back? It's over. I like it's it. it's over. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, I get it. I went to my chiropractor before I came here. Cracked me like a glow stick. It was awesome. And Damn. then he popped your back. <laughs> Is there any part of you that's like not only? Cooper Cup coming to town, but also but, but, future Hall of Famer Puka Nakua hitting the field. Puka Nakua has got freaking goods, man. Dude, don't tell. What is his name? I already forgot. Kyle Sloter. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Sloter might be the dumbest human being on the planet. For somebody who did not notch a single stat to just take shots at Puka yeah. Nakua, who's got like 40% <clears throat> of the rookie of the weeks this year. So there was way too much of that conversation that I wanted to keep. So I am going to upload that full uh, audio onto ramshowcase.com. I will notify on the Ram Showcase social medias when that is posted. Let's get into fan quesos here. And we'll start on the Facebook page. This first one is going to come from Cody. It says, how confident are you that if Brett plays, we can still win a, we can still win a very winnable game versus Green Bay? My confidence level drops dramatically if Brett Rippon is the quarterback of this football team. I think that we kind of know who he is, and I don't want to sit here and trash uh, any of the Rams players or anything like that, but uh, let's not pretend like this wasn't supposed to be the Rams' third-string quarterback, who is probably just going to get cut, who ended up having to be QB2 because of the stuff that happened with Stetson Bennett. So I just don't think that that should be ignored uh, in this game. Uh, He probably wasn't even going to be here, so... Uh, we obviously saw last week a little bit of Brett Rippon out there, and it, it just was not what we wanted it to be, which is unfortunate, and that's fine. And it was also his first game action for us, so maybe this week would be different, And especially when you kind of go into a week knowing that it's very possible that you could be the starter. I think that that kind of plays a massive factor into it. Um, but either way, I think that the Rams can win this game. The Green Bay Packers are not that awesome this year. The Rams are not that awesome this year. But the Packers are less awesome. So uh, if the Rams defense can show up like they did in some of those previous games that we've played, and then also the Rams can run the football, then I feel pretty good about this one. I'll be honest. So, and and, and obviously the Packers are are, are definitely playing for something here. Uh, but I think that a lot of the, the mindsets are being skewed from this uh, Cowboys game last week. And let's not pretend that just because the Cowboys did something, that the Packers will do the same exact thing. Each game is its own identity, and I think that the Rams just match up really well in this game this season. That hasn't been the case in previous years, but going into this game, I do like the matchup. That doesn't mean that I'm for sure going to win this game or anything like that, but I do feel good about it, which is at least a start, right? But Brett Rippon playing, um, uh, hopefully that he'll be able to calm it down a little bit. Uh, He did, of course, play in Denver, so he's a little used to cold there, stuff like that. So hopefully uh, it would be okay, but... I would hope that if uh, if Rippon is the starter, that the game plan is to run the ball pretty heavy. Next question here is going to come from Brett. He says, "It is o- is it okay to cry yet? It's always okay to cry, Brett. It's okay. I won't tell nobody." Uh, he says, uh, "Can we uh, get 
year-long football. No, because actually, man, um, I'm kind of anti that because the when you have more football, you have less football. I think like it 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 means less. That's why I don't care about baseball at all. It's like there's so many games. Like why would you care about a loss? Like it's like you're where well, there's you get three more against this team even like it's fine like you know so um, yeah it's um I I I I like that uh, the sparsity is what makes it so intense I think which is fun uh, but uh, says serious note. You think that we draft a, a high quarterback next year or hit free agency? I know Stafford isn't getting any younger, and it seems to be a yearly injury now. Not hating the guy, just uh, he's got more heart than anyone, just being just being realistic. Uh, yeah, it's about that time in his career where we're going to have to start considering uh, when that transition is going to have to take place. Uh, so, yeah, I do think that this is a year where the Rams could make that move uh, to try to figure out the next guy uh, to be, you know, QB one. I don't think they're here now. Um, I don't think that they're in the league. I'll be completely honest. I, I, I do think that, uh, that, uh, the process of, of McVay finding and taking a quarterback in a, a high round is exciting. And this could be the year that the Rams do that, uh, pending any conversations with, of course, Matthew Stafford and kind of seeing what, uh, what his future is and what he's trying to do and, and all that good stuff, of course. Uh, but I think that it's about it is about time to start uh, considering who is going to be the next guy after Matthew Stafford. So I, I do think that that is a, a very real possibility going into this offseason. Head over to the YouTube channel here. We're going to get uh, kind of a mix up here as uh, let's see here. So we'll go ahead and start with Ram's house. Who says, uh, what do you think sharing a room with Cooper Cup would be like? These are so funny, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, I think sharing a room with Cooper Cup would be the most annoying thing ever because I feel like he would be one of those guys that like, like he would be up all night with like, like a light in his, like in a book or something. And you'd be like, dude, can you just go to sleep? And he's like, I'm not done studying. And you're like, you are such a nerd. And he's like, this is why you're failing. And I have an A plus, you know, like you'd be that kind of guy. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm thinking like college roommate, but if you were to live with somebody, I think is sharing a room with somebody. I'm 32, dude. Like, so I don't <laughs> I haven't shared a room with somebody like, like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that he would be like the annoying guy or then like you would like wake up in the middle of the night and he's just like doing pushups and you're like, bro, <laughs> like go to sleep. Uh, yeah. Cooper cups got those vibes for sure. Uh, next one here is going to come from MRP. Uh, says, uh, will Raheem Morris ever change up his soft defense? And do you think he'll be here again next year? Will he ever change up his soft defense? Probably not. That's just kind of who he is. Um, it's it's a bend but don't break defense, and it's kind of just what we've got for Raheem Morris. I know that I've been really harsh on him, but uh, I'm okay with him being here this year simply because continuity is absolutely key, especially when you have this many young guys coming in. You don't want everybody to be learning a new offense, including Jordan Fuller, Ernest Jones, Kobe Durant, Aaron Donald, like all these guys. You don't want them learning a new offense and also a bunch of rookies coming in. At least you have those guys who know what they're doing, know what they're supposed to be doing, and then you also have the the new guys coming in, and then those veterans can also help them. So, no, um, I, he's not going to stop that. And will he be here next year? I absolutely think that he's in line for a head coaching job. And uh, we do know, of course, one that is open right now, as the Las Vegas Raiders have moved on uh, hilariously from uh, McDaniels. Um it happens. Um, and um, there, I do think that there should be more. 
Um, I'm anticipating a possible Chargers move. I do think that uh, who is who's some of the other ones that I'm thinking um, uh, of, of guys that could be moved on from. Raiders was a big one, um, so I definitely expected that. I, I'm kind of blanking right now on the, the uh, some of the other names that I had in my head, but Chargers is one, um, but I do think that he's going to be up for a, a head coaching job. Uh, so, no, I don't think he'll be here next year, uh, but I am very curious to see who uh, the Rams do uh, pick up to replace him. And uh, back to Rams House, he says, uh, describe your immediate reaction when you saw the notification for Chase Young going to the 49ers. Uh, my immediate reaction was a little bit of like a like oh man like but I, I think overall pretty pretty indifferent. Um, I wanted Chase Young. I I thought that if the Rams were going to make a move for an edge rusher, that it should be Chase Young. But I think the the part of it too is that like you couple in the the Young to 49ers move paired with the fact that the Rams did not make a move, and that made me kind of care a little less about it because it's like okay well we weren't even trying like we could have gone for a brian burns or somebody like that you know it's like we could have made a move uh, but we didn't and i we could have absolutely afforded what chase young got or what uh, the commanders got for chase young uh so that's kind of unfortunate there as well but uh pretty indifferent man i think that the 49ers are in a desperation mode right now and i know a lot of people are like how are they doing this how are they adding all these they have the most cap space in the league right now um, despite all the talent that they have, but uh, they also have a quarterback who makes like four dollars an hour, so um, that's uh, that's a big it's a big help for sure when you're not paying your quarterback a bunch of money. But um, yeah, mostly indifference. I'll be honest. I mean, there's so many good players in the league, and there's a lot of players that I would love to come to the Rams, but when they don't, I don't get like overly reactionary on it. It's fine. I mean, every team's got sick players that I would love on the Rams and they're not all going to come to the Rams and that's okay. Um, I, I like who we have. It's fine. Uh, you know, so, um, I know it's probably not the answer you were wanting nor expecting, but, uh, yeah, pretty indifferent on it. Actually, it was like, Oh, okay. Four hours going for it. They're still going to, they're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I feel so confident saying that right now to you that, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not that team. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't, I, I think that that's a big part of it too. Uh, Payo time says, uh, what is the most magical moment you have seen in a Rams game? And then, uh, Rams house commented and said, maybe the Mayfield game winner. Uh, that's definitely magical, dude. And that, uh, that hyped me up for sure. But, um, most magical moments in a Rams game. Uh, there's so many to pick from the interception from John Johnson, NFC championship game against the saints. Um, then you also have. Uh, Aaron Donald throwing Garoppolo to the ground, ball tipped, Traven Howard with the pick, sending the Rams to the Super Bowl. You have Cooper Cup's touchdown over Eli Apple in the Super Bowl. You have Aaron Donald throwing Joe Burrow to the ground to to finish the Super Bowl and bring the ring back to St. Louis. Or <laughs> Wow. All right. I keep doing that. I don't know why I keep saying St. Louis. To bring it to uh, L.A., of course. And then, um, gosh, there's so many, so many incredible moments. Uh, that uh, the first pass uh, for uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, that, that touchdown against the Bears week one of the 21 season uh, to kind of like let us all know, like, hey, the Rams are here. You know, like there was that one. Uh, man, Jalen Ramsey's pick over the Falcons to seal it. That was pretty exciting stuff, man. But yeah, there's I mean, there's too many to pick from. I think I would need more specific question out of you payo to to really nail it down because to 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 if i had to pick just a magical moment that kind of like i lost my mind on 
uh, probably the most, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Greg Zorline overtime kick against the Saints to send the Rams to Super Bowl 53. And I know that that Super Bowl didn't work out, but oh my God, that was like the moment where my brain completely went nuts because I had just like, I mean, it, going to Super Bowl 56, we kind of like, we knew we were good, but like going to Super Bowl 53, it was like, oh my gosh, we're good. Like we were, like we we went to the playoffs the year before, but lost to the Falcons right away. So it was just like one of those moments where it was like, oh my God, we did it. Like I, I'm seeing, I'm going to see the Rams play in a Super Bowl as an adult. Like last time I did this, I was nine. So or 11, but uh, with the Patriots, but yeah, it's uh that, that was, that's the one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rams house says, uh, you get to ask McVeigh two questions and Jordan Fuller, two questions. What are they? I'm asking McVeigh two very simple questions. Question one, what is the, what is the hardest part about coaching an NFL football team? And question two, what is the easiest part of coaching an NFL football team? I'd be so curious to hear his answers on those. And I don't have a guess on what they would be. Uh, I think the easiest would be uh, probably just like connecting with the guys, you know, but the hardest, I'm not sure what he would say. Um, so I would be very, very curious to hear what uh, what he would say there. Uh, for Jordan Fuller, uh, my first question would be, uh, will you please come back to the Rams next year and just sign an extension? <laughs> but uh, Or like kind of like part in that question too is like, is that a possibility? Like, is that a conversation that's being had? Is that something you want to happen? Are you looking at somewhere else? Like, what's kind of the deal? Like obviously, he played football at Ohio State. So is that something that he's kind of interested in kind of uh, exploring other, other, other cities, other towns, other, other stuff like that? But um, that would be number one. And then uh, also question two would be, can I have your autograph again? I think, um, uh, do you want, can I give you a high five? Um, do you want to go to Taco Bell? Uh, <laughs> there are so many questions. <laughs> I just want to hang out with Jordan Fuller, man. That guy is awesome, man. He's just a real cool laid back dude, but he's like so aggressive and fiery too. It's, it's just a cool combo. I, I feel like, and I, like, it's not going to make a lot of sense, but I feel like I see a lot of myself in Jordan Fuller personality wise. Um, just cause it's like, it's, he's, he's got that introverted extrovert vibe to him. Cause I am very much an introvert, which I realize doesn't make a lot of sense when you're like talking to like a radio DJ who does like a public, very public podcast and stuff. But yeah, I'm very introverted. And, um, I think he's kind of got that same, uh, uh, same vibe to him. And a uh, final one here come from Ram's house. It says coolest logo in the NFL. Uh, uh, obviously aside from the easy choice, the Rams, we don't have the coolest logo. Um, I'm still like, it's still one of those logos where it's like, I'm fine with, I love the Rams logo because it's the Rams. And that's the thing is like, if I had to pick, I would go back to the old logo, but because this is the logo that we have right now and it is what represents the LA Rams, I absolutely love it. I love the Ram head. I love the LA logo. I love it all, but that's just kind of what I, what I do. But to say the, the coolest Ram, uh, the coolest logo in the NFL, um, I think it's the Chargers, man. It's so cool to work with. I love it on like a, like a plain colored shirt and you have that Chargers logo on there. It's so clean looking. It's so simple. I love the simplistic look of, of, of certain logos and just how they, how they can draw so much. Like you even think like some of the college logos, like, um, like maybe, um, like a Michigan state, that's such a classic logo or even just Michigan in general, uh, Purdue. I really like their logo. I hate Georgia's logo, but only because it's like, it's just the Packers logo in new colors. Um, but yeah, like even, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of these other uh, these other colleges that have like just really good logos. OU has a good one, although it's very uh, baseball. Uh, but either way, I like the simplistic logos, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that one. The Chargers logo, I think, is absolutely incredible. So. That is it for Fan Quesos and for, well, Rams Showcase. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we got the Rams and Packers playing this weekend, Week 9, Lambeau Field at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Fox. Uh, should be available in your area uh, for the most part. It is available in, like, the population-wise, it's like 85% of America's population is in zones that are seeing this game, I think. It's something absurd like that. I'm, I'm making that up, but it, it does. Uh, I know that the, the pockets of, uh, of other games are very not populated areas. So that's why I'm uh, confident in that answer there. But thanks for hanging out. Ramshowcase.com. Click on that merch tab. Snag yourself a shirt. Uh, you can also check out the full podcast there as well as the game preview. So the standalone video is there as well. At Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, where you can follow on all your favorite social media. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the Fan Side Network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening. Go Rams! credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 